Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and as always, we are presented by HashtagBasketball.com. Uh, go over to HashtagBasketball.com, check out their NBA writing, check out their podcast. They have great uh, podcasts other than this one, um, though this one might be the best. That's uh, up to you to leave a review on all four of those podcasts and tell me which one's the best, usually mine or always mine, however you want to do it. And um, go ahead and subscribe to those uh, four podcasts over on HashtagBasketball.com and check out their uh, fancy basketball tools. They're all very, very helpful. Uh, and hopefully as helpful as this podcast. So let's go ahead and get started right into the box scores. Uh, we are in the midst of a 50-point game by Clay Thompson right now. It's only the third quarter. I just wanted to uh, kind of start off with leveling that off that Clay Thompson just had 40 points in the first half, and he might be going for 80 tonight. Because that's the real thing that can happen. So we'll uh, we'll see. It does look like Clay Thompson is going to be bombing shots all night. So that does mean at least Clay or uh, Curry will get um, double digit assists tonight. That is nice. But we can, we can get to that game here in a little bit. Hopefully, when it's a little bit further along, let's uh, go ahead and start with the first game of the night: Denver Nuggets versus the 76ers. This was a closer game than I thought it would be. But um, due to a pretty poor third quarter, uh, the 76ers could really never get back uh, into the swing of things and take over the Nuggets. Nuggets ended up winning this one. Uh, Nurkic, he ended up starting tonight and uh, with Jokic out with the left wrist injury, he does expect to be out for the next um, few games. So... Nurkic should be starting all those games. Now, the problem is Nurkic only played 24 minutes tonight. There really I don't think there was a reason why he should be um playing less than 30 minutes with Jokic sitting out. Does not look like he was in too much foul trouble and uh Nurkic had only 8 points. He was 4 for 8 though. With 10 rebounds, 3 blocks, 2 steals, and an assist. And that's all in 24 minutes. So you you, you just wish this situation figured itself out. And it's it's insulting, really, that Jokic is, is injured and Nurkic isn't even getting um, starting minutes on, on, the, on the Nuggets, on the starting lineup. It's, he's starting, but he's not getting 30 minutes when he could be incredibly fantasy productive. Um, if you can't tell, I've been working on the names. Uh, due to some uh, excellent Twitter feedback. So thank you for that feedback. I, uh, I'm trying to get better at, at pronouncing um, the names from a, a region that I actually really uh, enjoy uh, near the Serbian-Croatian area, Dalmatia. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of this, and I don't know if I'm ever going to know what to make of this at this rate. This is turning into an uh, uh, Orlando Magic situation with Oladipo coming off the bench and never playing the right amount of minutes, and half that team not knowing what's go- what night to night what's actually going to happen. And you're going to continue with this. Um, the problem is Jokic and Nur- Nurich, um, Nurkic are both fantasy relevant, and even in limited minutes, they um, become. Uh, 
at least borderline fantasy relevant in standard leagues. So really, I, you just there's nothing you can do. You got to hold on to him. I I can see if you can trick somebody into uh, possibly moving on uh, Nurkic. I know uh, Jokic. He had a few good games before the left injury where he was playing uh, heavier minutes. But I don't, I don't see this situation ending anytime soon here. So I guess the best you can hope for is they f- they both start, really. That's the best you can hope for. Or they just let one of them start. That way you can move on from whatever player isn't starting. And... Um, Maybe sell high. If if Jokic ends up coming back and having a good uh, little bit of run of it, then sell high on him because I think this is a timeshare and a and a question, big question mark on the rotation for the rest of the year. It's um it's very disappointing. The rest of the team, uh, Will Barton is back from injury and is um out of playing out of his mind already out of injury tonight. He had. 22 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and 2 blocks with a 3-pointer in 36 minutes. So that's great that Will Barton is playing heavy minutes. He's back. I think he is a must-own. Gary Harris is still out and will be out for at least another couple weeks or so. And uh, Will Barton will play heavy minutes until until Gary Harris gets back. Uh, Will Barton's been great. In his last three games since his return from injury, he started all three of those games. So I think it's a full own on Will Barton. That does move Jamal Murray back to the bench. Jamal Murray in limited minutes at only 24 minutes still ended up putting up 22 points, three rebounds, and two assists with three three pointers. Jamal Murray, I don't think, is standard league relevant coming off the bench, though I guess I, I, I could see him being drop zone uh caliber if he ends up getting more minutes per per night than than he currently is uh he's someone to watch for sure but with gary harris ending up coming back later this month and will barton finally healthy uh jamal murray's move to the bench really drops him out of all standard leagues even bigger leagues um you know 12 team leagues or something like that probably not going to be worth it but if he's if he does what he did tonight um he's he's a guy who could maybe make a a big league uh roster of of some sort looking at the 76ers uh Ilyasova with another really strong start tonight um 17 points eight rebounds two assists two steals and two three-pointers for Ilyasova I think uh, the way Ilyasova has been playing so far, when he, now that he's been in the starting lineup for uh, quite a bit, it doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. It does seem like Philly uh, is enjoying the rotation with Ilyasova starting and Sarch uh, getting uh, coming off the bench. So I would run uh, Ilyasova in deeper leagues for sure, and I could see him being a into the bench type of player in standard leagues right now and moving forward. Cause I, I don't see where Ilyasova would end up losing minutes to anyone right now. Sergio Rodriguez has actually been playing pretty well tonight. He had 17 points, seven assists, three steals, four rebounds and three, three pointers. 
Now the 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 knock on Sergio Rodriguez is that he's not really a good shooter. He doesn't uh, make his shot. His shot just doesn't go in very often. But lately, um, Sergio has been uh, shooting above, well above forty percent. He's shooting forty four percent, which is above his thirty nine percent for the year. And if you can um, get Sergio shooting above 40%. I, I do think he's standardly relevant simply because of the assists that he gets over the last two weeks in only 25 minutes. He's averaged almost two three-pointers, three rebounds, six assists, and over a steal a game. And, and that's and that's fantasy standardly relevant. So if you're, if you're desperate for a point guard, I'd pick up Sergio Rodriguez. He's playing very well right now, so I'd ride his uh, hot hand until his shot falls off. Um, I don't know. I don't know really what, uh, how good of a shooter he's going to be. He's not really started out the le- the the year very well with shooting at all, and I, I, I don't think he was meant to come into the 76ers and shoot the lights out anyway. So his role is to be a facilitator, but, you know, you need uh, people need facilitators on their team. They need guys who get assists, and Sergio gets assists. I don't see why you wouldn't own him. Nick Stauskas got the start tonight with the 76ers. I don't think he is ownable. I know that um, he's actually been playing better as an NBA player just all around. Um, And he's really earned the minutes that he's currently getting. And he started the last two games. In those two games, he shot really horribly. Um, Like, really, really horribly. And... He's just known to to fall off. The real uh, value you would get out of Nick Stauskas is if he can start hitting, I would say, over two. Probably You probably need more than that out of him. Probably uh, over two, two, somewhere around two and a half three-pointers per game. And if Nick Stauskas is not hitting over around two and a half three-pointers a game, I don't think he's standard league relevant simply because he doesn't give you steals at all. His assists are pretty mediocre and um surprisingly he does occasionally get a block every once in a while so there is that but without an elite stat somewhere the rest of his stats um, are not good enough and, and and actually really hurt him i don't understand why nick stauskas shoots under 80 percent from free throw range uh, or from, from the free throw line but he did last year, and he is this year, and it doesn't make any sense. But uh, he's been earning minutes, so it's something to watch. But I don't think Nick Stauskas is standard league relevant. Let's move on to the next game. The Cleveland Cavaliers ended up beating the Toronto Raptors. I feel like the Cavs and the Raptors have played at least five times already this year. Um, it seems like I've, I've seen this box score at least 100 times. I need to make sure that I'm not looking at some past box score. The Cavs, you kind of know what you're getting out of the, the big three there. No real big surprises tonight. Tristan Thompson did have 14 rebounds, which is what he's good at. He Tristan Thompson has been better this year, and um, that is pleasant if you're really desperate for uh, rebounds. He's an, a pretty elite rebounder in the league, and this year he's added to his uh his blocks his blocks have been pretty nice so uh, tristan thompson has somehow worked his way in to uh being roughly standard league relevant due to his high field goal percentage uh 
He's scoring, uh, he's averaging under seven points a game, which is absolutely pitiful. But 10 rebounds and a block and a half is something you can stream to get extra um, bumps in those two categories during the weekend head-to-head. I think he's more of a head-to-head player than a roto player. He just doesn't do enough unless you're really, really desperate for those stats. Um, the rest of the team, you kind of know what you're getting. J.R. Smith only played 10 minutes. He is not hot right now. Channing Fry is good to see that he is back playing. He only played 19 minutes, but in those 19 minutes, he had 10 points, five rebounds, two assists, and two three-pointers. I think if the style that Stan, uh, Channing Fry has been playing, where he's been getting um, close to two and a half three-pointers per game and a couple rebounds here and there, um, if you if you need those types of stats, there's no reason not to to pick him up in in most standard leagues. He's still kind of an end of the bench drop zone type of guy, but if he's start if he's getting elite three pointers and you need three pointers, it makes sense to either own him or stream him. Everybody else in this team, you know, they're not that good. The Raptors also kind of a team you know what you're getting into. DeMar DeRozan's shooting percentages has fallen uh, back closer to normal over the uh, last few weeks, and I, I think I, I've been saying that for a while, that um, his incredibly amazing hot start was due to revert to the mean, and um, we, we've we played enough minutes now that it's starting to, though um, he is fighting it better than I thought he would. He's still shooting uh, 48% for the season and in the last week has shot actually 48 percent as well uh he's taking less shots though which hopefully means he's not forcing up too many shots but I th- you're looking at i think you're looking at what demar Derozan really is um the half a three-pointer a game is still depressing like you still want more out of him and when it comes uh to three-pointers which would make just jump his fantasy game a lot more and I guess there's always there's always time for that in the future but I think this season you know what you're getting with uh, with um, DeMar DeRozan and this is it what you what you've seen over the last couple weeks with a, a shooting percentage a lot closer to his um, normal somewhere in that 43 range instead of being over 50 the um, that's the type of player DeMar DeRozan will be likely more likely to average around uh, 23, 24 points per game instead of over 30. But, I mean, five rebounds and, and five assists are really impressive. He has improved his uh, rebounds and assists over the last uh, three seasons, really. And that just goes to show you that he is uh, working on his game and that he's someone you can trust to uh, to not really fall off out of nowhere anymore. He was kind of a, a mediocre fancy player because he didn't do enough, but now he does. Um, and that's really nice. That's nice to see. Looking at the rest of the Raptors, we did have a um, start by Damari Carroll. He shot really horribly. Um, I like Patrick Patterson a lot better than I like Damari Carroll right now even though I think they're both kind of in that mediocre drop zone. I know that Damari Carroll has had actually a a handful of kind of stunners in the last two weeks or so, where he's, you know, he's had 20-point game, 17-point game. 
He was starting to hit threes. He was getting some steals. And it looks like uh, in the last couple games, he's kind of starting to revert back towards his normal average. I don't I don't have a problem with you taking a flyer on Damari Carroll, having him on your bench. And I, I also don't have a problem with Patrick Patterson. I actually really like Patrick Patterson tonight. Patrick had 12 points, three three-pointers, and nine rebounds. And that's what he's good at. I think that's what he can bring to the table is uh, a good amount of three-pointers and rebounds, which, you know, are needed. He's also um, at least getting a steal a game right now. So those guys are really into the standard league types of guys who do a little bit of everything but only uh, shoot three-pointers, kind of a or only elite in three-pointers. But uh, Patrick Patterson is, is better at rebounding. Uh, he's, a, he's a pretty good rebounder, while Damari Carroll's going to get you a little bit more in everything else. So uh, a little bit more steals um, and uh, a few more points. Patrick Patterson has been struggling with his shot. If, he can, if, he can, if Patrick Patterson can get that shot back up like he has over the last couple weeks, then I think you can uh, safely own him in most standard leagues let's go on to the next game wizards versus brooklyn um a lot of very typical stuff here so i'm not going to get too much into this game um sean kilpatrick still starting still playing very well scored 21 points six rebounds four assists one steal and two three-pointers uh i've already been saying he's a must own i think he should be owned in all standard leagues go ahead and move on kilpatrick Brooke Lopez with two three-pointers tonight, but only six rebounds, but five assists, three blocks, and 25 points. Him and uh, and Trevor Booker are the other two guys to own on the net still for Standard League. I am not opening my arms to really anyone else on this team. I actually, uh, with K- uh, Kilpatrick, looking at um, the short return table for Jeremy Lin, the question really kind of becomes, you know, what's going to happen to Sean Kilpatrick? Is he going to be standard league relevant once Jeremy Lin is back in the picture? And kind of like Tim Frazier, I think Kilpatrick has played his way into relevancy. I know that um, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, one of the best names in the NBA, has um, had the starting uh, two-guard for a while now on the Nets, but I think the level of play of Kilpatrick has earned him more playing time. And so, similar to the advice I gave with Tim Frazier, it was a it was a wait and see, and that kind of paid off with Frazier because Frazier's still producing f- standard fantasy league relevance once Drew Holiday came back, and they eased Drew Holiday back into the starting role. I know, but they started playing him a lot more together, and that um. Uh, that uh, those that guard tandem is going to be in flux on the on the Pelicans once Tyreek Evans gets back. But until then, you know, you can ride Trim Frazier, and I think once Jeremy Lin comes back for the Nets, I'm holding on to Sean Kilpatrick until I see what they do with their rotation and see how many minutes Kilpatrick's playing and how often they're going to play Kilpatrick with Jeremy Lin. Um, I don't know Kilpatrick's if Kilpatrick's defense and Jeremy Lin's defense should uh, 
should they should both be on the floor just for the sake of um, stopping teams from scoring. But we'll see. I think he's a hold for now until someone proves you other until he proves otherwise whether his minutes uh, Kilpatrick's minutes go down or not. Going over to the Wizards, uh, Bradley Beal had a decent night. 18 points, three three-pointers, four rebounds, four assists, and three steals. That's really nice to see the the steals for Bradley Beal. But as always, I think Bradley Beal is a sell high due to his injury, uh, how prone he is to injuries, and the fact that I just really don't I don't like Jeremy Beal at, or Bradley Beal at all. He is playing um, well. He's obviously played more games than I think he's ever played, but he is putting enough stats together to be famously relevant in all leagues obviously i think that's pretty obvious he's almost shooting three three pointers a game or hitting three three pointers a game really and he's got over a steal the shooting percentage isn't that great a person and and his free throw percentage isn't that great i would move him i would sell high on bradley beal every day of the week but that's just uh that's just how i roll that's how i feel about bradley beal uh, Marcin Gortat, the least sexy, sexy fantasy basketball player, um, the most boring lines of all time, yet um, completely, utterly fantasy relevant. Ten points, twelve rebounds, two assists, and two blocks tonight. That's a very Marcin Gortat line, and uh, that's what he brings to the table. And it's not gonna, it's not gonna wow your friends, but it's gonna win you leagues. Uh, I'm holding on to Marcin Gortat in all leagues. Marcus Morris, hmm, he's he's been hovering around that drop zone for a while, and um, he's been playing a little bit better lately over the last uh, uh, week or so. So you know, if if his stats are something you need right now, if you need someone who's you know he scores a little, he gets some rebounds a little bit, he's getting uh, good um, solid steals and uh, over half a block a game. So just a little bit of everything here and there, but, you know, bad three-pointers for a guy who does everything. Because he doesn't do everything. He doesn't do three-pointers. If um, if that fits your 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 mold or your punt strategy or, or what you're kind of looking for on your team, I can see taking a flyer on him. I just I still feel like he's hovering around the drop zone even while playing better over the last week or so. And uh, to me, he's on the on the lower side of that drop zone instead of a pickup. But I can see in a lot of standard leagues, especially head-to-head, where he uh, could be uh, owned on a bench somewhere, being rotated in. Because uh, he's definitely a must-flyer, I think. Let's go on to the next game, Hawks versus OK City. Another win for OK City. Um, just absolutely amazing. Russell Westbrook, 32 points, 12 assists. 13 rebounds, and only four turnovers tonight. Thanks, Russell, for not turning the ball over every freaking play. That's nice to see. Oladipo didn't have that great of a night, but I'm still holding on to Oladipo. Um, Steven Adams, I've been uh, a little bit lukewarm with lately. Uh, He had 12 points tonight with 10 rebounds, no blocks, and one steal. Steven Adams started out the year pretty um, pretty well. I thought he was someone who could be owned in all standard leagues, and he would be kind of a, a starting caliber center. His free throws were up, 
and his uh, steals were actually really impressive, uh, especially coming out of the uh, center position. But lately, Steven Adams hasn't been playing um, very well. I know that um, he's still starting and he's still playing uh, heavy minutes and such, but um, there's been some letdown games. His steals have kind of tapered off and his blocks haven't been that great either. And that's hard to that's hard to get behind. He's he's not a, uh, so far this year. Stephen Adams is not an elite rebounder. He's averaging almost eight, so about seven and a half, and that's fine. But it's not it's not elite when you don't do any uh, do much else. He does have a very good free uh, field goal percentage, so that does help a lot, especially if you're in roto leagues or you are someone who needs to bump that stat up in a, in a head-to-head league. So his value does rely on the fact that, you know, he's making almost eight shots a game at a 55% clip. His free throw percentage has uh, dropped back down. Um, I think he was shooting almost 80% there to start the year. And over the last two weeks, he's shooting 58%, which is a much closer to his normal average. And I think that will be his normal average moving forward. So that does hurt Steven Adams' value in Roto Leagues. I think he's dropped out of Standard League relevancy, and uh, I'm dropping Steven Adams on most of my teams just to see what's better on on the waiver wire. Looking at the Hawks, Cephalosha got the start tonight. He had four steals, which is exactly what you want from Cephalosha. Uh, he is an elite steals guy. Even in um, kind of limited minutes, he's, he's, he's pretty good at steals. Uh, I really like... Cephalosha when it comes to streaming, but when it comes to owning uh, year-round in a in, in any league, a head-to-head league or a roto league, I don't know if I can go that far. He still plays limited minutes, but his steals are elite. So if if you need steals and he doesn't he gets about four and a half rebounds a game which is fine and almost about a half a three a game which is fine so he's not gonna kill you it's not like he's doing nothing else but he's still bottom of the barrel when it comes to everything but his elite steals so you know take that for what it's worth if it fits your punting strategy great but outside of a good punting strategy i don't think he is uh standard league relevant unless you really don't have steals at all on your team and then you should probably just punt steals. Just do that. Why? Why would you just? Why would you not just punt steals? Figure that out. Bazemar with a horrible game. Eighteen minutes tonight. Zero for seven. I don't think he's ownable. It looks like Dwight Howard only played nineteen minutes tonight. Don't know why. I don't think he got injured or anything like that. It might have been a little bit of foul trouble. I, uh, I'm not sure about that one. Mike Muscala got a little bit more minutes due to. Dwight Howard not playing that much. Uh, Mascala was 3 for 3 in 22 minutes, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 block, and 11 points. I like Mascala's fantasy potential. I like his ceiling. But right now with his with Mascala's playing time, he is not fan- standard league relevant. Probably bigger league just because he can get decent stats in limited minutes. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not picking up Mascala in standard leagues unless Dwight Howard gets injured. Which uh, then I then I think uh, Muscala is definitely worth um, a flyer in, in most standard leagues. 
Schroeder had a, a decent night, 17 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists with 2 steals. Schroeder's been playing better. I know a lot of people are kind of a little disappointed in his season, and I I guess I'm one of those people who's a little bit disappointed, but I don't understand uh, people saying he's not standard league relevant. He definitely is. His ceiling is high. His potential is high. He gets good assists. He hasn't been shooting it that well, but I don't think you were expecting him to, to you know shoot 48% or anything like that. He's shooting 43% on the season. He's solid. He's good. But he isn't great. And I think that's what a lot of people are, are pretty disappointed in because he was a lot of people's sleepers. He was a breakout candidate, and he just didn't break out at all. Um, his per 36 kind of said he would, and um, he didn't. But the season's young. You're not going to be able to um, sell high on him. So I don't know why you would uh, why you would drop him because I still think he's standard league relevant. He just because of his assists and and as a starting point guard, I think almost all starting point guards are standard league relevant, almost all of them anyway. And um, Schroeder has has potential, so I don't I wouldn't get rid of him. If anything, he's a buy low candidate because he's been struggling and the owner might be kind of disappointed, especially if he drafted him as a sleeper. He might be like, man, this guy sucks. He's not as good as I thought he would be, and you can get him for on the cheap. And if he breaks out later this year, uh, I mean, tonight was a pretty good game. He does have potential. So I'd say buy low on Dennis Schroeder. That's uh, probably where he stands right now. Let's go on to the next game. The Trailblazers barely beat the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. A, uh, a sad loss for my Bulls. Rajon Rondo did not play tonight due to a team suspension. So, uh, surprisingly, you, you would think we would go with Isaiah Cannon, but Isaiah Cannon stayed coming off the bench. And uh, Jerry and Grant ended up with the start tonight. He uh, Grant only played 23 minutes. He was 1 for 7. He was not very good at all which did lead to Isaiah Cannon playing almost 29 minutes. Isaiah Cannon was um, pretty decent. I, I This is a one-time thing. It, it sounds like Rondo's suspension is only one game, so really not a ton to worry about. Valentine got a lot more minutes tonight as well. His shot wasn't going down. But good to note that, okay, well... Uh, he's probably going to start getting more minutes. So if you're in bigger leagues, I think Dizdell Valentine is someone who you should be watching just to see what the rotation is for the Bulls each night. And if someone's injured, someone's hurt, there's a downtime or a downslide on someone there. I think Valentine's going to get more minutes because he's kind of integral to their future. The more impressive thing for the Bulls tonight is Nico Mirotic actually hitting his shots. He was four for eight tonight. He hit three three-pointers. And 18.7 rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. That's the Nico of old. That's the Nico a lot of people thought uh, they might be able to get this year. I'm not going and picking up Nico up just after this game, simply because he has been incredibly bad so far this year, and it is the definition of of streaky. And I think a lot of people have given up on him. I I haven't given up on him. But just because he puts two to three games together, I'm not going out and pick up Nico Miritich until he shows me that he can put a week and a half of solid games together. 
his uh, minutes might have been up a little bit due to the Rondo uh, suspension. So this could be a little bit of a fluke with that many minutes. But I do think if you if Nico if we if the team needs to, can get Nico going, it's because he's they're playing him more minutes. Uh, when he comes off the bench and plays limited minutes and little sporadic, he just uh, bursts. He can't really get himself going. And as long as he's in the rotation the way he is, uh, I'm I just don't have a lot of faith in his consistency. But his ceiling is, you know, top fifty. Uh, it really is if he can play. If he started playing like over thirty minutes a game and was playing well. Looking at the rest of the team, Dwayne Wade had a great night: thirty-four points, four assists, four rebounds. A steal, two blocks. Even though Dwayne Wade sits out some games, I I, I think he's own, ownable in every single league, even head-to-head leagues where you're going to lose a game off of Dwayne Wade every once in a while. Like, just deal with it, all right? Like, if you average him out, he's he's doing he's still standard league relevant. So uh, deal with the fact that he has to sit out every once in a while. If you're in a roto league, it's a pain in, in the ass to have to see when Dwayne Wade is sitting. But you know you got bench spots for a reason. Um, Wade is a good use of a bench spot for sure in any standard league. Looking at the Trailblazers, uh, Mo Harkless has been playing a lot better. Uh, tonight he didn't shoot very well. He only had 11 points, but he had eight rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. And a three-pointer, he does the uh, across-the-board type stats. And uh, I, I still really like Mo Harkless. I've been on his bandwagon all year. He uh, He slumped a little bit. Well, um, Mo Harkless, and he actually didn't, um, you know, he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year. It will be interesting to see what this rotation turns into once uh, the team is fully healthy. Um, so far, Al Farouk Aminu coming back from injury. He did play tonight, but he only played 17 minutes. He did not get the start, and he when he left, he was starting, so... We'll see moving forward with uh, Mo Harkless. That could be uh, – if that turns into a timeshare between Al Farouk Aminu and Mo Harkless, that could hurt hurt Mo Harkless's uh, fantasy value and could drop him down into a closer to the drop zone. So time will tell. I, they're working Aminu back into the lineup, I think, very, um, very slowly for, for good reason. So just, I guess, watch and learn. If you're if you see signs of Aminu kind of moving back into the starting lineup, it might be a time to sell Mo Harkless and just be like, I sell high while you can. If you want to get ahead of the game, if you think he's worth more right now, which, you know, if they start sharing more time, he is worth more right now. Maybe it's a good time to move Mo Harkless today. Looking at the rest of this team, uh, Miles Plumlee has been the the starter so far. They did go a little bit small tonight. Um, Plumlee only – this is Mason Plumlee, isn't it? Um, Mason Plumlee, once again, get those damn Plumleys mixed up. Um, I'm sure their parents have the same problem. But, yeah, Plumlee has been a good assist center. And tonight he had a, a good line across the board, 10 points, only five rebounds. But two assists, two steals, and two blocks. That's um, that's solid. He, Mason's been playing well enough and been playing enough minutes where I can see him being owned in standard leagues. Um, I, I don't have a problem with him being owned in standard leagues. He shoots a good percentage. He gets good rebounds. 
and he's really high in assists, which is very um, strange. He's not an elite blocker, but he's not incompetent. He at least gets about a block a game. And, you know, he's in the double digits of scoring, which is, is more than someone like Tyson Chandler can say. So, um, yeah, I don't see why Mason Plumlee couldn't be owned in most leagues. Uh, the the lack of blocks kind of hurts his value, I think, as a center all around. But he's a good assistant center, and that's something to take note of. Looking at the bench, uh, Alan Crabb had a nice line, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist two steals and a three-pointer um i'm not really sure he's been playing 28 minutes a game and he had a had a pretty good night but with uh alfaro camino kind of moving back in i think alan crab's minutes probably take a little bit of a hit there uh even though over the last week alan crab has been playing incredibly well uh playing uh, heavier minutes uh by by a little bit and uh hitting um 47% of his field goals, which is uh, quite a bit above his average over the last three years. So Alan Crabb, I'm not running to pick up. I know he's got, he's over two, three pointers a game in the last week. He's not elite at steals. He's not elite at blocks. He's really poor in assists. He is uh, elite at threes. So there's that to me. That's just not enough. I, um, I don't see him playing i don't see alan crab playing enough moving forward to be standard league relevant uh he's a bit streaky and he's on a hot streak right now so stream him in head-to-head leagues but crab um is not someone i pick up in standard leagues other than streaming him in all my head-to-head leagues looking at the next game the spurs versus the bucks the spurs barely pulled it off against the bucks um tonight Paul Gasol, 15 points, 9 rebounds. I was uh, fully uh, on the get rid of Paul Gasol bandwagon. Really all you could do is kind of hold on, but I I, I traded him in a few leagues. Uh, I actually dropped him in a few leagues. In the last few games, he's actually played really, really well. This is a sell-high time for Paul Gasol now because he's bound to bounce back into uh, low minutes uh, against teams where he doesn't match up well against. And uh, the Bucks to me, is a team that he shouldn't match up very well against. But he did, uh, Paul Gasol played 27 minutes. A weird, uh, kind of a weird night all around for the Spurs. It looks like they were shooting really poorly. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge really hasn't been the same this year as he was last year. And I, I don't think that is... Um, something to be concerned about personally. It's only been 19 games for uh, LaMarcus, and I understand it's almost a fourth of the season, but it probably is a fourth of the season, and that LaMarcus Aldridge has been actually really, really disappointing so far. So, I mean, he's had a couple good games over the last few, but he, he's not producing... What he what he did last year and last year he was at times he was incredibly elite. I think if you if I owned Lamarcus Aldridge, I you can't get anything for him right now because he's playing poorly. So you're not gonna get you're gonna get like seventy cents on the dollar for Lamarcus, and um, never never sell low. I mean never never sell low. 
I I think this is a buy low situation for Lamarcus Aldridge. I would try to move on uh, whoever owns Lamarcus. I would try to move on him. Try to see if I can get Lamarcus for the uh, you know the second half of the season. Um, he'll probably pick it up. It did take um, Lamarcus a while to learn how to play with the Spurs. Even though he's been with the Spurs, it's a little bit of a different system this year. And uh, without Tim Duncan, and with the fact that Paul Gasol sometimes doesn't play basketball at all so i'm gonna give lamarcus who is a uh, has been a consummate fantasy player every year uh year in and year out a, a top tier player um i'm gonna say he finishes much higher than he currently is ranked right now so you know buy low on lamarcus aldridge Let's see. For the rest of the Spurs, Patty Mills played 21 points, shot really poorly. I do. I still do like Patty Mills. Uh, everybody else, not really too excited about the Milwaukee Bucks. The Greg Monroe, John Henson f- debacle continues. Greg Monroe played 21 minutes, so at least Greg Monroe is playing enough minutes, and he's surprisingly re- fancy relevant in limited minutes. So I, I feel safe owning him. Simply, if you know someone got hurt, he would be starting again. He'd be playing more. Uh, Greg Monroe in 21 minutes had 10 rebounds and 13 or 13 rebounds and 10 points, with two assists, and uh, he did not get a block though. Five for nine. That's that's a really great line in 21 minutes, and that's you know sta- standard league fine. In uh, if you have him on your team, so he's not like incredibly killing you like he was when he was playing eight minutes a game. John Henson's still starting um, after a couple of pretty solid games, you know, filling out the last couple weeks. I went ahead and pulled the trigger on John Henson. I think he uh, should be owned in standard leagues simply because of his elite blocks. His blocks are coming on. He's, he's playing better with the first team than he has been, and so I don't see why he shouldn't be owned in standard league. Uh, he is going to put up some duds like tonight, I think was kind of a dud with only eight points and five rebounds, but he still got you those three blocks and threw in a steal. So that's that's what you're looking for is elite blocks out of John Henson. Uh, the Greek freak is still a freak. Uh, tonight he only had two assists, which is um, incredibly low for the Greek freak. So that's uh, nothing to worry about, obviously, there. Delatova and Tony Snell are still starting on this team, and they played horribly, and, uh, and they neither one of them are standard league relevant. I guess Delatova does dabble every once in a while, but I don't want Delatova on uh, on my team by any means. Let's go to the next game. The Memphis Grizzlies, the decimated Memphis Grizzlies actually won. Uh, they won again tonight with a with a team that's not great. Uh, I mean, they they beat the Pelicans in overtime, but still, um, pretty impressive win by them. Marcus Sol played very well. He had a triple double, twenty eight points, eleven rebounds, and eleven assists. With Connolly out, we still have Andrew Harrison getting the uh, starting role he didn't shoot terribly well and didn't get a, a, a lot of assists he was only had 12 points four rebounds and three assists and one steal with two three-pointers all in 40 minutes uh, due to the overtime game that's uh, not great production for a 40-minute outing but as you noticed 
the 40 minutes does mean they trust him and they're giving him a ton of time out there. They're not giving Wade Baldwin any time, who I think if he played, you know, 40 minutes, Wade Baldwin would be the better fantasy player. They are uh, giving a lot of uh, time to Mr. Troy Daniels. Um, Troy Daniels has had a couple pretty impressive games um, over the last, I'd say, week or so, really. He's a hot hand on a on a team that's decimated in injuries, and he's been shooting very well. I mean, in the last week he shot fifty three percent, which is way over his average. But to me, this is a hot hand. If you want a uh, type of flyer tonight, he had seven three pointers, which is pretty crazy, and but only two assists and nothing else, twenty nine points. So. I can see you take. I can see someone who wanted to take a flyer in, in bigger leagues. Definitely take a flyer on Troy Daniels. In standard leagues, I'm not ready to take a, a flyer on Troy Daniels because of just because of his all around um, abilities. His assists, steals, and and rebounds are pretty bad for a, a player playing over 30 minutes. He he does seem like to be another one of those guys who's an elite three point guy who can score a bit but really does nothing else. He's like a poor man's Bradley Beal. So I don't think he's valid in standard leagues. Um, just in general, to own, I can see you streaming someone who gets you know heavy minutes in head to head leagues. But Troy Daniels to me, is not ownable in, in standard leagues, especially roto leagues. I, I don't think he's ownable. Going on to the Pelicans, they're kind of the same breed that they've been for the last few uh, months. Uh, it looks like Drew Holiday did sit out, though, with um, you know just a, a game of rest for him. Buddy Heald got the start tonight, which is interesting to see that uh, Langston Galloway did not get the start, but Langston Galloway did play 36 minutes over Buddy Heald's 24. Langston Galloway had six three-pointers, so him and Troy Daniels were just gunning at each other tonight. That was probably uh, entertaining. But uh, I'm not picking up Galloway or Heald or anything like that. This is a temporary thing. Um, Etwan Moore also didn't play, so that gave extra minutes to go around. I'm more interested in Terrence Jones. He played 32 minutes tonight, uh, 10 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, and 1 block. That's good, but not great. Troy or Terrence Jones. Troy, I've got, got Troy Daniels on the brain still. That guy, he's, uh, he's following me around in my brain. Um, Terrence Jones, to me, it, I like him. I like him fantasy wise. I like his ceiling, but man, he's just not playing enough, and he's still getting in the consistent minutes. And I can't, I can't deal with the inconsistency. He he's okay, like he's just barely okay. And without more minutes, he's not standard league relevant. Deep leagues, I get you. I understand why you you like him. You got him on your team, but with Anthony Davis playing, uh, Terrence Jones just isn't fantasy relevant. But I, I've said in the past, you know, if you see Anthony Davis out, go pick up Terrence Jones and give him a, a one off start. Anthony Davis, solid night, 28 rebounds, one three-pointer, seven, or 17 rebounds, 28 points, four freaking blocks, a steal and assist, and one three-pointer. 
Guy is a stud. Let's move on to the next game. The Boston Celtics barely lose to the Houston Rockets. With the Rockets, you kind of know what's going on there. Um, Capella, solid night, 11 and uh, 9 rebounds with a steal, assist, and a block. A 1-1-1. So uh, good for him. Patrick Beverly uh, still with the starting role, but Eric Gordon playing uh, just as many minutes as him and getting four three-pointers. I see why Eric Gordon, uh, he's similar to uh, why I don't like Troy Daniels and a bunch of other people is that Eric Gordon just, you know, he's good at shooting threes. Eric Gordon's definitely a better player than someone like Troy Daniels. Eric Gordon does a lot more than Troy Daniels when it comes to the counting stats. And he's a, he, he makes more three-pointers just across the board. So I get why Eric Gordon is standard league relevant. And I, I do think even even with this timeshare, it doesn't seem like they have a choice but to share their time fully and have both uh, Patrick Beverly and Eric Gordon play close to 30 minutes. And if Eric Gordon's playing close to 30 minutes, his uh, his elite threes do allow him to be standard league relevant. So if you need threes, go, uh, go pick him up off the waiver. Going over to the Celtics... Uh, they had a weird, um, I think, a weird game tonight with uh, Kelly Olynyk uh, back on the bench. Marcus Smart playing 27 minutes. Uh, Kelly Olynyk only playing 15, and uh, Jabarco, Jabarkabo. That's not how you say his name at all. See, I'm I'm really bad with these names. Someone, I'm, I'm gonna have to go back to uh, to grammar school. Like I, I told the guy who was killing me on how badly I uh, pronounce these names on Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm just not good at it, and um, I, I blame my upbringing in, uh, in near a cornfield that I can't pronounce all these exotic names uh, that aren't Smith or Horford. Um, I do apologize to the these these NBA players though, who are legit NBA players and deserve to have their name pronounced correctly. So maybe one day, maybe one day I'll do it. I'll look into it, but not today. Um, I think you kind of know what's going on with the Celtics, even with the the starting lineup uh, changing a little bit. You you got your major players. Uh, the Jay Crowder should be owned in all leagues if he if he wasn't picked up or if he was dropped during his hiatus being injured. Everybody else on this team, uh, you know, I think you know what you're getting here. Let's uh, let's just move on from the Celtics. I, I, some of these teams, I think we've kind of belabored the point on them. Uh, there's more interesting. Some teams are more interesting than others. The Mavericks versus the Hornets is the next game, and the Hornets end up pulling this one off. Uh, Nick Batum with a really nice night, 14 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Um, Nick Batum is is always up and down, but uh, tonight, tonight a nice up night. I think when you look at Nick Batum on averages, he's good, not great, but he's still someone who should be starting. So... I, I always say like the inconsistencies kill me, and when uh, one player like Robert Covington is is really really good and plays, you know, just embarrassingly terrible, then like for five games, and then plays really really good for three games, and then plays one bad game, but then two good games, but then three bad games, I can't deal with the ups and downs of someone like that. With Nick Batum, his ups and downs aren't as extreme as someone like Robert Covington, and Nick Batum's ups are like incredible. They're they're fourteen, fifteen, and seven. 
um, with a couple threes and a steal and a block like that, which is not what he he didn't get those other stats tonight. But that's what Nick Batum is capable of. His ups are pretty high. His downs are not great, but that average is out until a standard league relevant player, and that is perfectly acceptable. And if you can, so if you can mitigate your hate your disdain his bad nights are still borderline you know drop zone like end of bench type nights but his good uh, nick batum's good nights are like elite nights so to me someone like that is ownable in standard leagues and you could just wait out the um the bad games you just deal with a bad start i know i talk about quality starts and how important that is but uh i make some exceptions for for players who are have the ability to be elite every once in a while and nick batum does every once in a while, not as much as he used to, and um, I wish he, I wish he was, um, I wish he was a little bit better. I wish he was playing like he used to, but still, uh, fully standard league relevant. Frank Kaminsky got the start tonight. Uh, he didn't play well enough to mention what he was doing. I, I like Cody Zeller a little bit better. Um, uh, Frank Kaminsky, I think, probably has a little bit more of a f- uh, of a full across fantasy game where he can shoot threes and he can get the occasional steal and block. But uh, Cody Zeller's playing more. He's playing better. He's doing uh, everything you need to across the board. He doesn't turn the ball over at all. He shoots a good free throw percentage. He gets you over a block a game. Those are all solid things. Uh, Cody Zeller's, I think, in the drop zone and uh, could be could be owned in the right type of league. I think standard league. Um, when you're in the drop zone, it's it's really up to your discretion whether you want to use your bottom uh, that's how I, I view the drop zone. I guess if maybe I should explain the weird definitions I use um, or the weird phrases I use. But to me, the drop zone is someone who could be on the waiver or be on your team. Who cares? The a flyer is someone you want on your team but could easily be on the waiver, but he's got potential. Cody Zeller is a drop zone guy because he's good. He's not great. His potential isn't terribly good. He could be at the end of your bench and occasionally, you know, getting in. Or he could be on the waiver. What do you care? And to me, Cody Zeller's, you know, at the high end of the drop zone, but he's still in the he's still in the drop zone. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist is in the at the bottom end of that drop zone. I think he easily should be on the waiver. Um, I've I've gotten rid of him. I'm tired of looking at his stat lines. Tonight, though, uh, he did have 11 points and 12 rebounds with an assist and a block. So that is better than usual, but he's still in that drop zone due to his inconsistencies. Going over to the Mavericks, um, Harrison Barr still shooting as much as humanly possible. He at least had seven rebounds, two assists, and a steal to follow up his 29 points. The uh, the rest of this team, I think Darren Williams, is sh- with the injuries going on over here in, in Dallas, Darren Williams is starting now, and he's playing... Um, heavy minutes for the time being until people get back healthy i think take a flyer on darren williams like this is the difference between drop zone and the flyer when darren williams is playing like 24 minutes he's he's a waiver wire player but when he's playing over 30 minutes a game uh tonight he played 37 minutes a game he had 13 assists and that's what darren williams could do he also had 15 rebounds and two three-pointers but only one rebound um but that his assist numbers can be incredibly high and assists are very rare so to me, I'm taking a flyer on Darren Williams. I think he can be on your team, especially if you need point guard stats, if you need assists. Wes Matthews is a guy I haven't really talked about a whole lot this season. 
and uh, I think it's mostly because I'm I'm sad about West uh, West Matthews be, not being the player he used to be, but you know occasionally he he does put up some pretty decent numbers. I think he he's standard league ownable. Um, he's still in the bottom you know tiers of standard leagues, but uh, tonight he did uh, pretty pretty decent. He had 16 points, four three pointers, five rebounds, and three assists. But man, West Matthews has been shooting under 40 percent on the season, and he just really can't get his per- his percentage back up. And it's been you know almost 20 games for him, and. You know he rarely shoots over forty percent, and he really ha- he rarely has a night like a really good shooting night. Like only really uh, every other week or so. Um, I do think his West Matthews's field goal percentage does start to approach um, closer to what he's done in the past. You know, you know, like a forty last year he shot thirty eight percent, but uh, he's usually shooting over forty percent. And I think he will shoot over 40% for the year uh, this year. And when he does shoot over 40%, I mean, he's making over three three-pointers a game, which is super elite. Um, his rebounds and assists are better than bad, so they're they're acceptable. And uh, over a steal a game is, is more than acceptable as well. So that's why he's more valuable than someone like Troy Daniels, who could maybe, you know, maybe shoots three, makes three point three three-pointers a game. But gets no assists and no steals at all, and the, and that's just not the same type of guy. So yeah, Wes Matthews still like him in standard leagues. I'm not shying away from him. Let's look at the last two games: uh, the Utah Jazz versus the Lakers. Uh, still, this one's in the fourth quarter. Still, uh, I'm looking through here. Meta World Peace started, I think, or uh, he's played 12 minutes. What's happening in the world? Meta, you know what's happening in the world? World peace. Meta world peace. That's a bad joke. Uh, Lou Williams is having a great night tonight. Um, all those guards on the Lakers, I've said this before, it's hard to know what's going on. Uh, Brandon Ingram's getting a lot of tick lately. Mozgov's still starting. Dang's still playing a lot. Um, Julius Randle seems to be the only guy who's getting consistent minutes on this team. He's hit or miss every once in a while. It's kind of a mess. The whole Lakers team... Is really up and down when it comes to fantasy. There's not enough consistency and rotation and performance from really hardly anybody. Um, though Lou Williams uh, lately has been playing very well, and I think he can be owned in standard leagues because I mean he's just, he's just been playing great lately, and tonight is no freaking exception. Thirty six points, four three pointers, eight for eight from free throw, six to six uh, six assists. Wow. And six rebounds. So and throw in a steal there. And this the game's not over yet. There's about six and a half minutes left. Um, yeah, go pick, Lou Williams is available. Go pick him up. I don't know why he would be available because I think he's pretty good. I still like Clarkson as well, but um, kind of a drop zone player at this point. Um, uh, uh, yeah, kind of a drop zone player at this point for Clarkson. Though he has had some decent runs here and there. Um, Lou Williams, while everybody's injured, I think they're just you know relying heavily on Lou Williams. So while everybody's injured, just ride that ride that hot hand. Um, let, let Lou Williams loose. George Hill's still out with injury. Dante Exum is starting, but playing uh, not standard league relevant. Gordon Hayward's still good. Uh, Boris Diaw is still starting, but still just mediocre. 
Um, not, not not a whole lot of new things to see over in the uh, in the jazz area. Uh, I guess the only thing I would mention is Sheldon Mack being relevant in bigger leagues, but not standard leagues. Let's go over to let's go check up on Clay Thompson. See what Clay Thompson's doing. Yep. Um, right now, well, no, the game's over because they probably didn't call any fouls over the last like four quarters. In twenty nine minutes. 29 minutes. Clay Thompson shot 33 shots. 33 field goals. He made 21 of them. Eight of which were three-pointers that he made. He was 10 for 11 from the line. He only had two rebounds and an assist. 60 points. God bless you, Clay Thompson. It's good to see you back. Um, I do still think he's going to be the fourth... Uh, worst player on this team which is still saying a lot because the guy just dropped 60 60 uh, fantasy wise he's still going to be uh, you know a, a middle round type player but this is he's not a middle he's not a standard middle round type player simply because of this reason when clay thompson is hot there's almost no there's no stopping him. He can drop 60 points. It's absolutely insane. Um, I don't think you're going to get much from the box scores in Indiana due to this incredibly disgusting blowout. I've been uh, Paul George is is back, which is nice to see, and he actually played fairly well. And uh, he for some reason played 31 freaking minutes. He didn't shoot well, but he had 10 rebounds, three assists, a steal, and 21 points. So good for Paul George, uh, putting the, putting in work. Everybody else on this team, like I said, it's gonna be hard to get anything out of. Uh, Paul George being back does hurt Jeff Teague's um, ceiling because Paul George just gets gets more touches now. So do uh, make that adjustment for your your Jeff Teague uh, value. Uh, selling selling high on him is uh, is is over probably with Paul George back. Uh, poor Monte Ellis just isn't doing enough. Uh, lately and this team really needs to find what's what's wrong with it it's bad it's a bad team it's a really bad defensive team i don't even know how they have 10 wins to be honest they're winning most of their games eight out of those 10 games they've won at home so um whatever that means i just it's pretty disappointing uh pacers should be better than this and uh their bench is pretty trash so we'll we'll see what happens with them moving forward. If they end up tanking, or um, if they end up uh, making a trade for someone like Greg Monroe. No, I doubt they do that. Greg Monroe can't play defense either. Um, so we'll see. That's it for tonight. Uh, I know there's a lot of box scores, so uh, thanks for sticking with me. As always, you can find me on Twitter and lead me f- leave me feedback and send me links to how to pronounce NBA basketball players' names, uh, just like someone else did. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. I do appreciate it. I really do. I think it's cool that anyone listens to this. Uh, so any tweets, any feedback, even uh, if you want to tell me how bad it is, um, feel free. I think it's. I just think it's kind of cool that people uh, actually give a crap. And hopefully you're getting really good fancy advice. And if you are, uh, leave us a rating and uh, and a review. That really helps uh, people find the podcast, and it helps us out. Uh, helps us out uh, uh, immensely if you could, if you can give us a, a rating and a review. So I'd really appreciate that. Thanks for joining me tonight, and we'll be back with uh, more box scores later in the week.
Have a good night, everybody.